ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಭಾರತೀ ಕರುಣಾಪಾತ್ರಂ ಭಾರತೀ ಪದಭೂಷಣ ಭಾರತೀ ಪದಮಾರೂಢಂ ಭಾರತೀ ತೀರ್ಥಮಾಶ್ರಯ ವಿದ್ಯಾವಿನಯ ಸಂಪನ್ನ ವೀತರಾಗ ವಿವೇಕಿನ ಒಂದೇ ವೇದಾಂತ ತತ್ವಜ್ಞ ವಿದುಶೇಖರ ಭಾರತೀ ಸೊ ಮೈ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಆನ್ ಅಸ್ಪರ್ಶ ಯೋಗ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ಯುನಿಕ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ಫುಲ್ನೆಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ನಿಕ್ ದಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಫೌಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಎಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿ ದ ಮಾಂಡುಕ್ಯ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ದ ಕಾರಿಕ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ಬೈ ಗೌಡಪಾದ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಸೊ ವಿ ಇನ್ ದ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ವಿ ಸಾ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಡೆಫಿನೇಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ಫುಲ್ನೆಸ್ ಸೊ ಐ ವೋಂಟ್ ಬಿ ರಿಪೀಟಿಂಗ್ ಇಟ್ ವೈಲ್ ದ ಆರಿಜಿನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ಫುಲ್ನೆಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸ್ಟ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸಸ್ ಆರ್ ಗ್ರಜಿಂಗ್ಲಿ ಅಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸಮಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಅಕ್ನಾಲೆಡ್ಜ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವೆಸ್ಟ್ ಅಕಾಡೆಮಿಯ ದ ವೇದಿಕ್ ಟ್ರೆಡಿಷನ್ ರೇರ್ಲಿ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಮೇ ಬಿ ಸಮ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪೇಪರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪೇಪರ್ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಸಬ್ಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಐ ಎಕ್ಸಾಮಿನ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಅಸ್ಪರ್ಶ ಯೋಗ ಆರ್ ಯೋಗ ಆಫ್ ನಾನ್ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಸ್ಪರ್ಶ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಅಸ್ಪರ್ಶ ಇಸ್ ನಾನ್ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಕಾನ್ಸೆಪ್ಚುಲೈಸ್ ಇನ್ ಮಾಂಡೋಕ್ಯ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮ ಆಫ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಗೋಡಪಾದ so i'll be uh, dealing with three things one the definition and origins of asparsha yoga and the second is asparsha yoga in practice and finally why it is a mindfulness practice and and why is a unique mindfulness practice though the concept of asparsha yoga is very old and uh, and uh, predates the mandokya karika of gaudapada uh, acharya but the phrase asparsha yoga the phrase itself is found the first mention in the mandokya karika and uh, it is uh, mentioned twice once at uh, the chapter 3 39th verse and again at 4.2 so the term asparsha as i said it literally means not touch no contact and at a deeper level it means uh, contactlessness in in all its sense that is it implies non duality it implies being devoid of duality so acharya shankara that is why uh, defines asparsha as that which has no touch no relationship with anything at any time and interestingly uh, if we go deeper into the meaning of asparsha yoga uh, the primary meaning it uh, it primarily refers not to a technique or a process but to the state itself and it refers to state of jivan mukta a very nature of brahman as uh, to quote uh, shankaracharya so asparsha yoga in its uh, primary sense it refers to state of non duality that arises as a consequent of brahma gyana or atma gyana and only in the secondary sense it can be understood as a process or a spiritual path or a practical path that leads to the state of asparsha so i have quoted the two verses from gaudapada karika where this uh, um, term asparsha yoga is mentioned in 3.39 it says the yoga that is f- uh, familiarly referred to as asparsha is difficult to be comprehended by uh, uh, by anyone of the yogis for those yogis who operate fear where there is no fear or afraid of it and then it says it is such uh, it is a state where which is joyful to all beings beneficial free from dispute and non contradictory and sets forth in the scripture so moving quickly uh, one thing we note if you read uh, uh, that mandokya karika of gaudapada acharya and shankara bhashya on it that they both of them attest that this is a very old concept this is a concept which is attested in the shastra tradition but the the western scholars often ask but that phrase, phrase is not mentioned anywhere how is then old but the the fact is uh, the term asparsha does 
find a mention in Kathopanishad once. But the synonyms of it, the words like Asanga, etc. are find multiple mentions in other Upanishads, for example, Brother and Upanishad. But more importantly, uh, phrase or not, the concept of Asparsha Yoga, this, about this Jivan Mukti, the state of Jivan Mukti, they find enormous, very detailed mention in all the early Upanishads, Gita and the entire Vedic literature. For example, the Isha Upanishadic de definition of Jivan Mukti given in uh, verse 6 and 7, I have, you can see in the box, like for example, it says, He who sees all beings in the self itself and the self in all beings feels no hatred by virtue of that. And uh, he, he would be a seer of oneness. See, all these definitions, they have very uh, great similarity with how Asparsha Yoga, how that state has been understood, I have been explained in Gaudapada Karika. So this is the idea is very old. The, and even in Gita, we have we have a specific mention in uh, fifth chapter. It says one whose mind is unattached, that is asparsha to external uh, objects, gets in the internal organ that which is bliss. With his internal organ fixed in self-absorption in Brahman, he acquires undecaying bliss. And it specifically refers to the term sparsha also and non-attachment to sparsha. So this is from this it is very clear that the concept of asparsha yoga predates the Gaudapada Karika and is well rooted in the earliest of the Upanishads and Gita. So as I said, um, Asparsha in the primary sense is the state of Jivan Mukti, but in the secondary sense, it refers to spiritual practice. Uh, from the Gaudapada Karika, from verse 40 to 46, the six or seven verses in the third chapter, uh, which is uh, uh, Advaita, it's Advaita, the chapter on Advaita, it gives a description on Asparsha Yoga as a spiritual practice. Uh, I won't be reading the whole verses because there's lack of time, so I'm rushing. But the, basically it first lays out that control of the mind as the basic means to attain the state of Asparsha. So control of the mind as a means to attain the state of Asparsha. And then it says the, that the control of the mind is only possible through diligence and untiring effort. And then in verse 3.43, it gives a two-stage process to achieve this con control of mind. First, it says the withdrawal of the mind from worldly uh, objects and pleasures by constantly fixing up in, in the recollection that em empirically uh, world is full of misery. See, the term used is Anusmriti recollection. Uh, as it was explained in the morning session, the Smriti Sati became mindfulness. So there is a clear reference of the word recollection. So first stage is withdrawal from the world, uh, worldly objects and pleasures by understanding that wor world is by recollection of the fact that empirical world is full of misery. Second, then refocusing the mind upon Brahman by recollecting, Anusmriti, it uses again this term, Anusmriti, recollecting on birthless Brahman. The Brahman which is Ajatam, which is non-different from Atman. While for a, uh, for understanding sake, we can divide it into stage 1 and stage 2, but in reality, on practice, it may be happening simultaneously in a sadhaka. The first stage basically refers to what Vedanta generally calls as Vairakya and Uparati, and the second stage refers to what Vedanta calls as Nididhyasa. And then in verse 44 to 45, it uh, describes in great detail what happens when uh, when the practice of Asparsha Yoga, you know, the progresses, how one should wake up the mind absorbed in deep sleep, how one should be diligent, bring the mind to steadiness and tranquil again and again until the final goal is reached. 
and finally in 3.46 it gives the final goal it defines the final goal of asparsha yoga as the mind becoming brahman that is attaining jivan mukti so these are the verses so i but i will be skipping this entirely so coming to the main gist of uh, my paper after i explain this uh, definition of asparsha yoga and the what involves in its practical uh, practice the practical path so the the question arises is is asparsha yoga merely a meditation practice or a spiritual practice uh, or can we call it as mindfulness practice so to do that um, i have taken two models uh, of modern mindfulness practice suggested by scholars one is shapiro model shapiro and other scholars uh, they suggested a model where they identify three key components of mindfulness they called it three axioms it is intention uh, attention and attitude iaa model uh, intention refers to the reason or motivation that drives one to practice mindfulness attention involves uh, observing the operations of moment to moment the internal experiencing moment to moment it is the heart of mindfulness practice and attitude refers to the attitudinal foundation the character that that a practitioner brings to the practice similarly another model is mark leary and elenor proposed this model it's a five component model uh, they recognize five components of mindfulness as mindful attention diminished self talk non judgment non doing and a particular set of ethical philosophical therapeutic beliefs so basically mindful attention is not different from attention of a uh, shapiro model and uh, the philosophical ethical beliefs is not different from attitude of the shapiro model so mapping asparsha yoga using these two models of mindfulness uh, we can see that asparsha yoga is indeed a fully fledged full fledged mindfulness practice because it contains all these elements uh for example uh, mapping uh, the uh, shapiro's three axioms to asparsha yoga we see uh, that in gaudapada karika in verse 40 it clearly sets out the intention it gives four motivating factors for undertaking the practice that is attainment of fearlessness attainment of removal of misery knowledge of the self and everlasting peace finally in 46th verse it points out becoming brahman as the ultimate goal of the practice so there is clearly the element of uh, uh, intention here then attention is of course the central uh, part of this asparsha yoga we already noted the two stage process wherein the recollection the attention is given and uh, coming to um, attitude the first stage that way that i recollected the first stage involves complete detachment renunciation and withdrawal from the worldly desires this itself acts as a attitudinal foundation for the second stage of asparsha yoga likewise uh, if we map it to the five components of leary and tate's model we there also we we see all the elements for example withdrawing from worldly desires and actions through dispassion and uh, Uh, and instead focusing on the birthless brahman in reality in practice it implies diminished self talk non judgment and non doing and as i noted earlier that the very term asparsha or non contact implies all these three components so asparsha is clearly a technique of mindfulness therefore it is no surprise as i said that the it clearly uses the term smriti and anusmriti again and again in gaudapada karika the same term the pali version the sati which has been translated as mindfulness in the recent times however uh, what i want to highlight uh, here is though asparsha yoga is a full fledged mindfulness practice 
it differs in significant ways from both the modern mindfulness practices as well as the traditional buddhist practices in very significant ways for example while the modern mindful practice techniques are mostly aimed at deriving medical and therapeutic benefits like we have mindfulness based stress reduction practices mindfulness based cognitive therapy etc where the intention component is mostly mainly that self regulation and the stress management and the attention being limited to paying attention to one's feelings and present experiences but asparsha yoga differs from uh, from uh, the modern practice on both these counts the goal of asparsha yoga is neither self regulation nor stress management nor medical or therapeutic benefits they may come as on its own they are secondary spontaneous unintentional benefits but the primary and the only intentional goal or benefit uh, the, the goal or uh, intention of tasvasha yoga is attainment of birthless brahman and as such the attention is directed towards continuous recollection of brahman as everything and as noted in gaudapada karika so in this practice though initially uh, we do start with uh, being more aware of what our current happenings our feelings our thoughts and present experiences that is not the ultimate goal because uh, this involves more stronger identification with the oneself as a subject as a sakshi bhava but the but the goal of asparsha yoga is to move beyond sakshi bhava move beyond the duality of subject and dual, uh, object and subject and attain the state of non duality so in this way this asparsha uh, yoga completely differs from uh, the modern practice it also differs from other meditation practices because we don't uh, the ultimate goal of asparsha yoga is not just sakshi bhava but to move beyond sakshi bhava and uh, as i noted uh, even this uh, asparsha yoga differs from modern practice in attitude component as well because for asparsha yoga attitudes like detachment dispassion etc are needed but they not be, they are, may not be necessary for the modern practice uh, yeah almost over yeah so similarly uh, there is one major difference between buddhist vipassana and asparsha yoga practice uh, to in the words of swami sunirmala nanda a uh, buddhist practice intends to lead one uh, to the state of shunyata or emptiness whereas the vedantic practice leads one to purnata or fullness so the, there is a huge difference between the notion of shunyata where the the intention the, the such a intention leads to in vipassana etc where the notion whereas in asparsha yoga it leads to fullness or purnata so to conclude uh in my paper i try to uh, define asparsha yoga try to trace it and show that the notion the concept of asparsha yoga predates uh, gaudapada karika and it, uh, it can be seen in uh, to be rooted in upanishads and the gita and uh, and i try to show that the asparsha yoga in its very uh, primary sense refers to state of jivan mukti and only in a secondary sense it refers to process of uh, mindfulness as a technique of mindfulness and this technique of mindfulness uh, it, it has all the uh, components that modern mindfulness techniques uh, the, the way the modern scholars have uh, identified a particular mindfulness technique should contain it contains all the components so it's a full fledged mindfulness practice however asparsha yoga is also very different in significant ways from both modern practice as well as uh, the traditional buddhist vipassana and other practices so these are some of the uh, references i have used in my book uh, this paper thank you
Thank you. Uh, thank you, Nathanji. I mean, I think this just shows the uh, richness of the thinking and the uh, execution in terms of what mindfulness is and how we can uh, practice it in different ways in our tradition. Uh, any questions on this paper? Uh, we will move on to our next.